0: I get lost inside my thoughts and when I start to think Welcome to Oliver's Legacy podcast. Running alongside our main show, we'll be featuring interviews with other angel dads and members of the child loss community. This being the first interview, it was only fitting to have Mr Dan Hill from Daddies with Angels join us. Thanks for joining us Dan. If you could please start by sharing your journey with us. My
1: name's Dan Hill. I wear the poison chalice that is the directorship of Daddies with Angels. Um, father to 17 children, 12 of them are dead. That's a horrible way of putting it, but that's the way I always put it because it, it sort of gains attention. Yes. Um, Myself and Jade had 11 miscarriages in and out of having healthy babies as well. We've got five children with us. Um, and then we had our 12th loss, which was Isabella. Um, Isabella was premature. My wife had preeclampsia. We went into Liverpool Women's Hospital. Um, she was born at 26 weeks. She was doing really well, really healthy. And then due to medical errors, um, she passed away at eight days old. Um, we had an inquest. There were seven counts of suboptimal care, they call it these days. And yeah. um, They call it negligence in my book. Um, and we decided after she passed away, after the initial shock had gone, Um, that we couldn't allow it to happen to anybody else. So myself and my wife set up uh, a campaign called Justice for Isabella Hope, Uh, just a Facebook page set up by a friend of us. And it it gained momentum from there. Um, We got to 200 likes, 300 likes, four, then up to five. And uh, we were still knocking on doors, trying to change things and we couldn't do it. And so Andy Burnham, who was the shadow health secretary at the time, he was also our MP. he jumps on board, and basically we steamrolled the NHS from there. Which sounds really harsh, but to change anything, you need to you need to go after them.
0: Yeah, you need you need, so, that, moment, you need that momentum, don't you? Well, yeah. Once you get through the first door,
1: it's okay because then other people open the doors, thinking, "Well, why are they talking to them?" Yeah. But it takes perseverance, which, to be fair, the establishment likes to close ranks a little bit. I found. Yeah. Uh, but I'll get to that in a minute when we get to the Daddies and Angels bit. Um Andy Burnham opened a lot of doors to the, the GMC General Medical Council, um and then the legal eagles got involved. Um and basically we steamrolled at the NHS. In the inquest we were we were commended not only on the fact that uh we restrained ourselves when the doctor that made the mistakes called my daughter it. Um, but also the questions we asked because you don't get legal representation unless you paid a lot of money for it in an inquest. Yeah. So with Jay nudging me in the ribs quite often um, and me being a, a former medic, I asked the questions and we tripped them up several times. Um, we were lucky we had a consultant who more or less broke ranks and just told the truth.
0: Yeah. So that helps. That helps us a lot. Yeah, it's. it's, it's to, uh, yeah. I was gonna say Go it's, not, it's not something you really expect, is it? That you you know you get to an inquest and they the door actually tell the whole truth. It's not something you'd expect from like the NHS, especially But most people. You, you,
1: you, you rarely face the medical people. Yeah. What you do is you face an you face an army of lawyers. Yeah. And um, um, people in strange costumes and garb and. As long as you don't allow yourself to be intimidated, you've, you've, you're you already there. You know you've not done anything wrong. You know that somebody has done something wrong, and it's just getting that across the corridor. Um, yeah. And in the end, there was many, many lessons that the hospital had to learn. But we couldn't change policies unless we took legal action against them after yeah. the inquest. So that's where the Justice for Isabella Hope campaign, which still goes, by the way. Yeah. Um, good plug there. Um, what happened was... We, we had to sue them. We never wanted to sue the NHS. At the end of the day, I don't blame the NHS. I blame individuals. Yeah. But there, there was no national guidelines in place for the procedure that eventually killed our daughter. What happened was the central line went to her heart, which should be feeding what's called TPM fluids. And it had either been misplaced or dislodged. The doctor then forced it back in uh, and didn't x-ray it afterwards. And what it done is actually skewered her liver. And the fluids were crushing her internal organs instead of helping her and that's it was just when they revived her they did a lot of damage to the heart and that's basically what killed it so yeah. the damage to the heart killed her in the end yeah. um and um yeah so we we sued them they settled they then introduced the national guidelines and policies throughout the nhs when the enable care were changed so it's a hollow victory. It shouldn't take the death of a child to change things.
0: No, it shouldn't. But
1: what is eventually, essentially just a sensible thing to do, which is have a common practice throughout the NHS.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think but, our stories story is a, a, a bit similar in a way because obviously uh, Oliver's more mad preeclampsia, um, and he, he was he was born at about a similar gestation. Um, the one thing we never did was get like autopsies and other stuff done after he died because we 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 couldn't we couldn't have faced it at the time Um, well without being
1: uh, it sounds really weird we were lucky and that sounds really stupid as well Um, the the consultant who actually went into court and told the truth he knew how well she was when he went off shift and when he came back off shift uh, when he came back on shift she was dying yeah you know, and he couldn't understand why. So he actually took the power away from us and ordered the post-mortem. At that point, it's out of our hands. So, you know, he, he did he did as much as he could. He, he drained the fluid from her. Um, he brought her back round. And yeah. she did well again for another three or four days and then sadly passed away. Um, we were lucky we got to the hospital in time so that she fell asleep i had my first cuddle on the morning she died and um, you know and then a monster was born which is me now um
0: not gonna comment on that so <laughs> well
1: my my head fell off my head fell off after that and yeah. um, i'd just come back from afghanistan and places that similar to that he says being very discreet and um, and I joined the prison service. My wife wanted me to come back when she was pregnant. So I came home and I was actually a dog handler within the prison service on Search Dogs. Um, but I found that I was extremely angry after she died. Yeah. And being, being a prison officer and being angry are not a good combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to take, I took 18 months off. Um, we lost our house. I lost my pension, my career. I, I lost everything at the time. And um, you know my wife is always going to be a different person from the one I met yeah. common theme in the uh, common theme in angel parents absolutely um, over 90 percent of marriages don't make it and it's horrible but they don't make it because of the amount of pressure and they've got no outlets. yeah which is why that is with angels exist it's why your podcast exists it's why Oliver's Legacy exists. To give people outlets, because yeah. without him, yeah, you're screwed.
0: Well, um, you know. can bleep
1: that out if you want. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so like I say, me I fell off, and I, I approached a national charity. Um, I'm not going to name. Um, I've done that enough in the past, so I'm not going to do it. Um, and I got told that fathers aren't welcome. And then um, my head fell off again and um, I was fuming and to this day, it angers me that I was turned away when I needed help. And now seven, seven years down the line, so I think the dog just exploded. And um, seven, seven years down the line, you know, I'm on anti-depression meds. Yeah. You know, and that could have, that could have been avoided if I would had the care and the help a little bit earlier on. Yeah. But society sees dads and you've got to be the strong one. You've got to be the one holding it together. You've got to make your arrangements. You've got to go back to work. You've got to be the man. Yeah. Big boys, big boys do cry. Absolutely. And uh, this one's cried enough. And, you know, um, so I joined Daddy with Angels. It was the only place I could find. And it was our, our friend and mentor and legend, Paul Scully Sloan, that, Welcome me in. I got involved. He invited me onto the admin, and uh, we did it from there. And Daddies with Angels is an awesome peer support network um, that's growing ridiculously. There's something happening later this year which we'll do on another podcast, which will make you smile a lot. Um, I,
0: look, I look forward to it.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a cracker. Um, the pig master will be up there and he'll be crying laughter. Um yeah so I got involved with Daddies with Angels. Now Daddies with Angels have won many awards. Um and at the Butterfly Awards which are one of the Premier Award ceremonies and uh, they've won Best Support Organization twice. Yeah. We've had two winners Paul won Inspirational Father. I won Inspirational Father. Yourself was nominated. Shane was nominated. Yeah. And some of our members have got awards there, you know. And it's it's all because of what happens within DWA.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, because we don't just rely on a handful of admins to chuck posts up left, right, and centre. It's about the members putting the posts up, asking the questions, and then other members. Who may have gone through exactly the same thing yeah answering it and the admins have just become referees yeah you know we're, we're just there to monitor um and then the graphics department throw you know awesome things together uh the newer certificate of recognition for those that didn't have birth certificates have just gone out yeah and they're stunning
0: yeah them they're uh, absolutely stunning them them, them things because we've had a few iterations of them over the years because obviously yeah I know uh, not many people know but I used to be the uh, lead graphics dinner, like many moons ago the boss um but <laughs> them certificates just to see like the the response that you get off people when you send them out for them to print out is absolutely it just it makes something so, so small to to, to make means the world to some people because it's something without being without, being without being the drama
1: queen that I normally am uh, they're life changing. They're life changing because somebody, some stranger, some some fat bloke in his team of admins have actually cared. Yeah. Somebody's cared about the child that some people don't even acknowledge. Yeah. I mean my my family don't don't speak about Isabella. They don't speak about the other eleven losses. Yeah. They ask all the time about the kids we've got here, but they don't mention them. Yeah, and it's and it's that it's it's that thing it's that that recognition which means so much. And to this day, people will not talk to me about Isabella. Yeah, when I, when all I want to do is talk about Isabella. Yeah, she's changed. She's changed our family's direction completely in the space of the eight days that she was with us. You know? So, anyway, Daddies with Angels, I digress, as usual. Um, like I said, Paul Scully Sloan, for me, is the daddy of angel daddies, and I think he always will be. He, he's, he holds a special place in many, many people's hearts. He's the reason that a lot of people are still alive, because of the suicide rate for angel parents, you know, then they split up, and next thing you know, they're in a downward spiral they're hitting the drugs, they're hitting the drink, they're hitting everything that they can, and they they give up. Yeah. And it's people like Paul that stopped a lot of people doing that, and he gave them an outlet. And sadly, Paul, last February, uh, passed away with a rare form of cancer. Um, And many, many people went through the grief process again, which was amazing, really, because apart from the odd meeting, nobody really knew him.
0: No, I, was just I'd, a, I'd, I mean, I'd only personally met him in person once in the several years that I volunteered for him, and when I'm when he actually finally turned up at my door, it, it was like talking to an old friend. It was like I'd met him loads of times before. It was just, it was, it was such an amazing bloke. He's he's badly missed. Yeah. I don't have
1: the he he was my outlet. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the anniversary of Daddies with Angels. Um, it was set up after his son, TJ, died. Um, and it was set up on the 8th of December, 2010. So it's our uh, anniversary in December. And uh, like I say, we've got the new website started. We've got the .com now, which we've never had. Yeah. Um, all the graphics department have now got a full publishing suite, which is... If you if you imagine it from two, three years ago when we had nothing. And that came about because of Paul having a conversation with me, which was basically, and I didn't realise it at the time, because he never admitted he was he was dying. Um which was just a list of things he wanted to do. Yeah. So you know, when he passed away and and I took
0: I took the, the poison chalice, as I call it. And um, believe me, many
1: sleepless nights, many tears. Um about yeah. with angels. Um he wanted he wanted an office. So we've gone out and got an office called the Angel Office, strangely enough. Um, great yeah. he wanted that I know. I know I picked it out of nowhere. Um so we've got the Angel Office, which is based in, in Greater Manchester, where I'm from. Um, we moved everything up from Northampton now where Paul was from, only for logistics reasons. Um, He wanted outside events to start and he wanted to get out into the community and just raise awareness. Like if there's like in our area, there's things like the Newton Show, the St. Helens Show and things like that. He just wanted a presence there where people would pass, see a leaflet and go, my my sister my cousin my neighbor's lost a baby i wonder if they know about these guys and he's just another album. Yeah. so he wanted to do that and 2 years ago he started sponsoring uh, the kids football team that i coach uh, and that's now continued on for another 2 years which yeah. is fantastic and these kids they see themselves as ambassadors for dwa yeah. which is lovely they're only 10 yeah it's it actually says on the logo on their shirts playing for the little angels, which is just
0: fantastic. Oh, that's amazing.
1: It? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a lovely touch. Um, so what else did he want? Um, oh yeah. and um, the lottery grant. He'd been plugging away for the eight years until he died, eight and a half years until yeah. he died for a lottery grant and the doors were always slammed. It was always you're too niche or you just cater for men, which is bollocks because the original the original Dads with Angels was a family's group. It was only when more and more dads came on board that they decided to split and do a dad's and a family's group. Yeah. You know, so originally we were a family's group. Um, but with the help of uh, some funding managers from Wigan Council, I put together a proposal to the lottery. And um, we got a lottery grant middle of last year uh, which paid for all the IT suite. It paid for um, this fabulous all singing, all dancing Iron Mac I'm looking at, which is awesome. Um, it, I think it was half a dozen Dell computers, fully loaded. Yeah. Um, the commu- the getting out in the community thing. We've actually got a 40 foot high inflatable uh, for the kids to play on while we talk to the parents. So the siblings, angel siblings, and stuff like that. We can talk to the parents while the kids are running riots.
0: Does that mean when that's finally up, I'm not allowed to have a go on it? Um, we
1: may have an adult session. Right, okay. <laughs> but what it is, it's 40 foot high, with a ski jumper coming down it, um, and we've got a phone cannon to fire foam onto it as well.
0: Oh, brilliant.
1: Um, we've got the biggest PA system uh, that I think I've ever worked with. Now, Paul was an ex-DJ. I used to DJ. Dan Deakin who's the depth deck. Um, he used to uh, DJ as well. And this this thing's phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal, This sound system. We've got lights, we've got everything. So when we're going to make an impact at the shows and get people talking. So, uh, mm-hmm. And finally, we've uh, got a shindig coming up, hopefully, next spring, once this lockdown and everything's
0: done. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking the 50, 60
1: quid tickets, we're talking because we're not gonna do a sit down meal, we're gonna do like a proper decent buffet, we're gonna have a band on, we're gonna have everything. Yeah. And just have a separate issue because rather than be a negative group, which I can't think of a lost group that isn't rather negative. It's all sobs, hugs, cuddles. Daddies and angels are different, we're run by dads. And to be we're all hairy assed idiots, to be fair. You know, there's a lot of banter goes on. Um, and we're trying to get, we're trying to move towards the positive that angel being an angel parent is survivable. Yeah. We can get through it. We can get through it. But to do that, you've got to step out of your comfort zone and be
0: happy without feeling guilty. But you see that the one thing that's always stood out um, about like the support groups on Facebook for me has always been people can openly celebrate the fact that you know they've got pregnant again the new baby yeah. arrives. There is a lot of support groups out there that literally point blank say, don't post anything. Well, the nice thing
1: about DWA is anything goes, as long as it's not religious, as long as it's not politics. Yeah. You go for it. I've not been funny. There's, I, there was a picture that was posted. We have a Forever Friday where you can post a picture of your child without any judgment, without anybody pointing the finger saying, oh, 14... Weeks gestation, the baby was. Now that baby's not perfectly formed, but that picture means the world to somebody. Yeah. So why can't be posted? Yeah, exactly. That's like saying that's like saying to me you can't post a picture of your granddad because he's
0: dead. He's yeah, still, my yeah. granddad. Yeah, I mean, get the bloody pictures on. It's the, the one thing that always got me though. Like obviously the, the the posting about when you're expecting again. It's like that that baby that's coming is still part of the whole journey.
1: Well, it changes
0: your journey. Exactly. And, you know, to deny that is to it, deny everything, in my view.
1: It's, it's to deny you ever had a pregnancy in the first place.
0: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Now,
1: from a dad's point of view, I can only speak from a dad's point of view, we, we, 11 early miscarriages, you know, every single one of those babies was wanted.
0: Yeah.
1: Every single one of them I had hopes for. I had dreams. I wanted to play football with them. Most of them turns out were probably boys, to be fair. And yeah. um, my wife had real problems carrying boys. We've got one boy. We've got four girls with us. Um, and I always had the dream of playing football with my boy. Yeah. And um, yeah, which sounds all right now. But when you realise that my ten-year-old boy now is a Man United academy player and he's better than I ever was.
0: And it hurts. Kicking sure. shins, that's for sure. I found that out the hard way, didn't I? <laughs> he is an good animal. But- <laughs> uh,
1: he was he was described recently as the most feared defender in grassroots junior football in any age group, which I,
0: I can imagine. I really can <laughs> because he hurt my shins a lot that day I played football with him.
1: So yeah, the, the, the pride, the pride is oozing from every part. I mean uh, uh, I still hold the record though, five red cards in ten games. So it's all good. Uh, love it. Yeah, so that is with Angelus is growing. Um, We have just opened our newest page on our sixth continent, which is ridiculous. Now, somebody asked me the other day, actually, he said, why have you got these little groups that have only got a dozen members and things like that? And it was Paul that actually explained it to me, because I asked the same question to Paul, because I didn't understand that. My head was still a bit warped, to be fair. And he said... You've got the main groups, and what they, what he called the satellite and community groups. Yeah. So to become part of the satellite ones, you've really got to be part of the main one. Yeah. But different areas encounter different problems. A problem in say that is with angels New Zealand may not crop up here. Yeah. That is with angels South America, which is just opened. And they're going to have different issues, so they can talk it about amongst themselves because it's relevant.
0: Yeah, it, it's. But come also, back, it's- they're also good for like local organization of events and that in a particular area as well.
1: Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking to try and, I mean, I, I took my eye off the ball a little bit on that side of things, which uh, it's it's been a busy sort of 16, 17 months. Yeah. Um, but Mark Cowdell's going to be uh, uh, running the locals groups, keeping eye yeah. on the pages. Um, Mark's got a,
0: uh, a background of social work. Um, He's the governor of a
1: school. He's got many skills,
0: and yeah, um, the, the,
1: the community events are going to be Dan Deakin only because his face-to-face
0: abilities—they they could sell ice to an Eskimo.
1: <laughs> they far outweigh his skills with a keyboard.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> That's he, when he listen when he listens to this he'll just be chuffed he got a mention. Yeah. Um on, honestly though that bloke could sell ice to an Eskimo. Mate. Oh, he's he's, <laughs> completely, he's completely off he's nut but
1: he's got an heart of gold. Yeah. Um if you don't mind I'm just going to whip through the uh the admin's the ones that are always on there for me, you know, uh and and back me up yourself until you uh, had a a holiday and I've now come back to the fold um brett green's had all of these come back he's a, a multi-award winning photographer uh he's coming back to help the graphics um tom alston Uh tom's suffered greatly since will his his first uh his first loss he's recently had another one uh but he's now become part of the admin team on the graphics and he's doing into all the world of good to be honest he's happy Um, it's all about giving back and if you give back a little bit it just makes you that bit happier if you just change somebody's life just that little bit it's worth doing Um, I've got Harry Ustavar from Holland he's on the graphics team he's a technical genius Um, and we've got Alex Smith Alex Smith is our very own Hagrid Um, and he's the uh, the graphics lead he's doing the certificates of recognition at the moment and they've come out awesome then you've got the support, which is Dan Deakin on community. He's the director. You've got Lee Kelly, who's become a honorary life director. I thought I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't not. I can't lose. I can't lose Lee. No, the man's a legend. Yeah, he is an absolute legend.
0: It's and not, then not, you've not got, bad for an Aussie.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, if you, become, you give a convict a job, they're, they're
0: happy. Um,
1: Speaking of people down under, we've also got Sean Vivian who runs our New Zealand page. Uh, He used to be the boss of SANS over there. Um, Yeah. Um, But to be fair, he's pushing New Zealand. And I mean, they've got, it sounds really small, but they've got another two members this week. He shares the graphics over from the main groups over to there. So if they don't want to come over to the UK-based groups, then they stay where they are. But he's given them support They've got uh, a thing where they deliver handmade coffins to the local uh, mortuary, and that's going well. Um, Our pastoral care team—you've got Michael Hearn. Michael's a a preacher over in uh, the U.S., um, but he's also uh, ex—oh, sorry, still with uh, a firefighter uh, captain. He's—he's an awesome bloke, and. Basically, he puts the spiritual angle on where where I fail. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that walks into a cemetery and my feet start to smoke. Um, oh, yeah. That is of angels is not religious, but that doesn't mean we can't care for the pastoral side of things. Yeah. So that's awesome. And um, we've got our poetry geeks. They'll love me for saying that. By the way, uh, Thomas Mann, uh, and obviously Big Bad Scott. Um,
0: they flip in and out with the poet, the poetry and stuff like that. Um and we post
1: that on the community page and in the groups. Yeah. And they, they're shared. Um oh just the other thing, the graphics department, we now supply other groups completely free of charge. If they want something, we'll do it from I'll throw it out there because it's about a community thing. Yeah. There's been too there's too much fighting between the groups. In the community, we should be going together as one rather than splitting off saying, I need numbers, I need numbers. Numbers means funding. We're not a financially-based charity. Yeah. You know, we only have our web fees and our printing fees now. You know, obviously that'll change when we've got events to go to and you know, there might be fuel costs and stuff like that. But, you know, we, we don't heavily fundraise because we don't need to.
0: No, it, it it's so, one, one thing that DWA has always been good at is uh, managing. There's no wages. Yeah, there's no bloody wages. There's no wages, and the funds that 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 they have had have been managed appropriately. And literally, I think what was it? It used to just be postage, didn't it? That is literally. It was postage. Yeah, I think from the first couple of years of the accounts that we have published on the website, like I, I scrolled through all the accounts, mate, and it was just it was literally just postage on stuff. It was crazy. Postage. Hostage, printing and office supplies.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's changed now. We've got uh, we've got merchandise. That's uh, We are actually, with the events and the merchandise, we are coming up to being self-sufficient, which was one of the other ones that Paul put in his tick box.
0: Yeah.
1: He, he didn't want that to be begging and scraping and asking for votes to get a fund and stuff like that. He was very good at it. But it took a lot of time, a lot of his time and a lot of his energy. Yeah. And, you know, I think it dragged him down quite a bit, to be honest. Um, you know, especially when you're taking on the people's grief as well. Um, so, yeah. So, we've opened, we've opened up these groups. Like I say, we've got a massive announcement coming up. and um, I've got to go down to London to get that finished off. Um, might as well go see some Cockney boys while I'm down there. Um but, yeah, it's, it's it's only up and up, which, I'll be honest, a year ago I didn't think it would be, to be fair. But, you know, it's turned full circle now. Anyway, going back to the admins, before I leave anybody out and they all suck at me, we got uh, also got Craig Peplo in there. we got Shane, one of the original Shane Linford. Yeah. He was one of the nominees with yourself for The Inspirational Father. Um. I speak to him every day, and now I can't think of think of the bloody names. Uh, Who have I missed out?
0: I mean, it's been a while since I've been on the admin team, MIP, so... Um... I mean,
1: <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> one, of, one of your future guests on here, Daniel ballam and um, or as I call him, Posh Boy, because he's got a double-barreled name, and he speaks with a southern accent. Yes. And he's coming on, and Subtitles will be available on the podcast for people <laughs> that don't listen <understand> to the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it, it's, it's going well. It's, let's say a year ago, I'd be in tears often about it. Not only did I miss Paul, you know, um, we lost a couple of admins, yourself included. Um, and I was struggling. To be fair, but
0: yeah. it's gone full circle. The funding made a big,
1: big dent in that. It was the it was the first tick in the box that Paul wanted. As soon as that funding came in, then the office came with it, the graphic suites came with it, the outdoor events came with it, and it all started to sort of fit into place. Yeah, and um, and the final big one that's coming up is going to be it's going to be a shaker. You'll love it. Trust me. I love, you realise, yeah, if you I stop won't. this podcast now, he's going to be asking me exactly what's going on.
0: No, I wouldn't do such a thing. Yes, you will.
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from that, no, like I say, we just, we just growing numbers. Um, we've got 50 bears going over to America. and The travelling bears are for the siblings of children that have passed away. Just let them know they're not alone. Yeah. Um, it was something that was started a few years ago it sort of it stopped for a little while when all the people are pulled by in and that and that's just about to have a big launch with a rather large American celebrity is going to take that one and um, and push that one um, so we're just we're just hoping that um, we possibly get a Masonic funding as well for the uh, Masonic Charities Foundations yeah and um, so that'll be a huge thing as well. Oh, brilliant! But yeah, it's uh, it is a hundred percent growing, which Good. is a nice, it's a nice thing. But I wish you didn't have to.
0: Well, it's 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 one of them, and it for it to grow. Obviously, sadly, more you know, parents have got to lose the children, but on the but other, they've on, got so yeah. to turn, which didn't have before. Yeah,
1: you know, with you, Angels is unique. It's run by angel dads only. Yeah. Uh, because men grieve in a different way to women and that's not me being sexist before you all write in and stuff like that that's why we have a dad's group and a family's group dads speak to dads Yeah, what they're scared of is they speak the mind they speak from the heart and their other half reads it and it's a huge thing because we are quite independent species really and we grieve in a different way
0: from the ladies, and that's just that's fact. Yeah, that's it, it's 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 the way men are brought up. Big boys don't cry, but they do. That's right. Right. No, we'll I, think, uh, I, I think on that note, we're I think we're uh, good. Happy days, mate. But uh, yeah, right, thank, good thank you the, for uh, coming on and talking. Anyway,
1: no problem. Good luck with the rest of the podcast, mate. Uh, like I say, just watch that. Daniel
0: ballon Hyatt with his cockney accents. You may ruin your figures. Uh, we, shall, uh, we shall see how that goes. You have been listening to Oliver's Legacy Podcast. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Oliver's Daddy Wings and Rainbows.